0: I'm afraid! Don't be afraid! No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Hey guys, welcome to Be Afraid with Steve and Steve. Today we are going to be doing, um, I want to we, we were talking about this and one of my favorite movies growing up, um, still one of my favorite zombie movies is right here, Return of the Living Dead Part 3. And I really wanted to do an episode. I spoke to see about this. i like, we, we need to do an episode on this because it played such a big part of my childhood. And again, like I said, I, I think it's pretty underrated. It's not a, like, great film in any other like, it's not like a, again, an award-winning film. I've said this about other movies in the past. But again, like, it's a movie that i have grown to love as a child. And when I still watch today, I still get really into it. And, um, so yeah, today we're going to talk about Return of the Living Dead Part 3. I, before we start off in this movie, I just want to go into what the Return of the Living Dead series is because when I was younger, I was also a little confused about how it worked because it's not like it's it's like a stepchild of the of the of the night of of it's like a stepchild of the Night of the Living Dead uh, series. So again, so when Night of the Living Dead came out, George Romero and John Russo, they, um, they wrote and made Night Living Dead. After that, John Russo kind of stepped away from it, and, but he still wanted to, um, use that as part of his career, and he still wanted to branch off with that, so George Romero said, okay, I'm gonna do my Living Dead series, I'm gonna make Night and Dead and Dawn, they ended up going on making Land and Diary and all that, and he goes, you could use, um, you, you could still put Living Dead in your titles though. So, I think he wrote the script a couple times beforehand and then John decided in the mid-80s that they made some changes to it and they kind of brought in a little comedy into it. And they, uh, So he started making Return of the Living Dead 1, which came out in 1985, I believe. And so we are going to be doing number 3. So there's 5 Return of the Living Dead movies. Um, two of them are pretty recent. i watched bits and pieces of them and they're god-awful. Hmm. Um, but, uh, the thing that's always stood up about me, stood out part three to me, is that unlike the first two, and the first two is an amazing film, the, the first one's a great film, um, Return of the Living Dead part one, it has Miguel A. Nunez Jr. in it, who you might know from, he was in, first off, if you're a horror fan, you probably know him from Friday the 13th part five, with the chimichanga scene inside the, uh, inside the, um, the, the outhouse. And then after that, we have, um, he was in, he plays Juana Man. Have you seen Juana Man? Mm -hmm. So he is Juana Mm -hmm. Man. He is also in Street Fighter. Have you seen the original Street Fighter movie? No. So he's in the original Street Fighter movie. So if you you know Miguel A. Nunes Jr., he's been in a, 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 he's starred in a bunch of, He's always again like the fourth or fifth cast member listed in these movies. He was in it. Lynea Quigley, who was a big um, scream queen in the '80s. She was in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. She was in uh, what's it? Um, Night of the Demons. She was in a whole bunch of movies. I, I think uh, what do they call uh, I forget the name of it, S- S- something. Bolorama, by the t- or Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. She, she 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 was like in a bunch of those movies back in the day. But, so, those two were in the original, r- original Return of the Living Dead, and then they came out Return of the Living Dead Part 2 in the late 80s, which was more comedy than horror, which I do not like that movie. A lot of people love Return of the Living Dead Part 2. It's one of those movies that has a cult following. And Return of the Living Dead Part 3 came out, again, uh, in 1993 when I was eight. And I don't know how this, first off, this movie was a limited release because it was released by TriStar. I'm going to go into this a little bit. Um, so it only made $50,000 in in theaters, but it was a pay-per-view movie. So again, this is one of those movies that I saw about five times a week as a child. And again, I, I, I I was terrified of it and I loved it at the same time, I think, because I was so terrified of it. And, um, yeah, so I don't know how it made it on a pay-per-view when it made $50,000 in theaters, probably just because of the Return of Living Dead name. But Steve just watched this movie for, for the first time and i loved it growing up and i rewatch it every now and then again i had the vhs i had the dvd at home too um so steve again everyone seems to know my they now know my opinion on the film we're going to go deeper in that in a little bit but steve how did you feel watching this movie for the first time
1: uh, i enjoyed it uh, mainly because the lead girl i thought she was very um like charming and likable and, and charismatic um also, I'm wondering what other movies she was in because I never saw this actress, but she was absolutely beautiful and pretty much um, Like there's a reason why she's on the cover like this movie is about like that this girl and um, how awesome she is like I think she's awesome it also reminded me of uh Frank and hooker a lot and um, it also reminded me of pet cemetery with the idea of grief and not wanting to let go of like you know those you love and not, not willing to accept it and willing to take these really drastic measures and even putting up with, like, the zombified version of them for a little bit until, you know, it's, uh, it gets out of hand. But it's, like, it's, like, what would you do in this situation if, if you were the boyfriend and, you know, you had this great relationship, you had this awesome girlfriend. And you just found out about, because you know that your dad works at this lab, you just witnessed some bring people back to life, and she happens to die. Uh, one of the first things that you'd think of also is, like, hey, why don't I bring her to that lab? So, it's pretty, like, relatable and, like, you know, um admirable of, like, the... Uh, the boyfriend, like, you know, I would also do that, even though it's like a crazy idea, but <clears throat> yeah, I like that for, uh, cause like I said, I'd rather be a pessimist for that too. So it's like one of those, what would you do in a situation uh, type scenarios. And I think I would honestly do the same thing, maybe regret it and hopefully not end up killing ourselves at the end. But you know, it's, um, it's like their love is so strong that it makes sense that he did that. So, um, I think the, the effects were really good and very very like impressive especially when they're in the lab and they get attacked by that that first monster his face is coming off um the mexican guy when is when she rips his neck off which was a really awesome scene and he comes out of the spine downs really creepy i can see why you were scared as a kid um her self muleting herself which was a really cool like thing about her character was like very well done and like both creepy but like awesome at the same time and kind of like the guy said it was like weird and like sexy in a weird way <laughs> like those parts i thought was like really cool and i, I love the spine scene yeah just no, just no the I'm parts <laughs> <Not> the spine <laughs> scene oh no, the parts where she's um piercing herself or putting stuff through herself i thought that looked really cool and then it overall like at the end gave her like a really cool and like sexy look even though like obviously it was painful but
0: i thought the necklace thing was creepy with the, the necklace going through the
1: skin yeah, yeah and yeah. i like that that um She's shirtless too the whole time, and just her out, the show of her, her you body. You like a lot. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that they show they show that a lot, and that she's just walking around like with this really like crazy out. Like she just looks like a badass. Like um, uh, like this. I, I don't know how the other Return of Living Dead's are, but were they ever the good guys, the zombies? Because she's like to me like uh, the protagonist of this movie. She's not really bad. Right. No, so not, they, they weren't
0: good guys. I mean you kinda of felt bad for them because yeah. there were a lot of them were teenagers turned into zombies. Yeah, so in this like case
1: I feel like they made her so cool, like like the way she looks and like how, how, how like the actress, a lot of it was her. She was so so good. Um, it made her like kinda like a, a cool zombie, like, kinda like a not a superhero, but just like the protagonist of the movie. Like and then it's like she gives the the Mexican guys their come up in, so like that was a really like good moment of cheer, so um, I didn't see the other ones, but I think what makes this one special with Bouncy Guests is that they, they focus on one zombie instead of a bunch of zombies. I don't know how the other ones are So uh, whereas in zombie movies usually are like zombie armies a bunch of zombies, you know, they get lost in a shuffle This one they made one really cool zombie with like a badass look and like a really cool charming actress and um, Really cool like characteristics of her like the self-mutilation. I just thought that was really cool, and Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, but um, some, some stuff just didn't work for me like the sewer stuff and some practical effects, but the ones that impressed me, uh, I, I think, hold up very well, so very, very well made, but um, I just think it could have used, like, a better scenario than the sewer and the lab the whole time. That's the only thing that, that took away for it a little. Because, like I said, the parts I like the most was seeing them out and about in the town, when to at the grocery store, you know, when they're together in the room and stuff like that, so. But overall, I liked it a lot. You
0: know, I yeah, I think, again, um, like, in the other ones, and any other zombie film before this, again, like you, you said, like, you see the transformation. Mm-hmm. And the transformation lasts the whole movie. Um, the other ones, like mainly, you would just see, you would see them go from, you would see them go from human to zombie, and you from from life to death, and you have it really quickly. Or if you saw a change, it would take place over like ten minutes. It wasn't like the whole movie. Like she, she's like, what's happening to me? Like, like I I, I don't get it. It wasn't like. Like th- this is what I need to survive. I I need pain. I need I- I- again. Yeah, that's cool. I I need to eat. And um, I thought it was funny in the grocery scene. I forgot what he said, but he goes, Yo, you you, you gotta feed your bitch, or, or, or Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, and she's like grabbing everything from the grocery store. Just, yeah, I love that he- part. Kind of reminded me. I don't know if you ever seen uh, Encino Man. Yeah. But it reminded me of that when, when they bring the caveman to they bring Brendan Fraser inside there. He's like. Eating everything in there, and
1: deal. that's what, what I like the most, uh, like the fish out of water parts. Like um, and again, like I said, it reminded me of Frankenhooker, like seeing her, like I said, slowly transform, and what, that's why it also reminded me of like Gage and Pet Cemetery or like even Cujo. Just all the movies where where you slowly see somebody like descend, like you know, until they're they're completely gone. Um, Like her, in her case, you know, the last choice was them to kill themselves together. Uh when they do it well, that's just so satisfying to watch. So yeah, I love I love that part seeing her like adapt to like the new world and um not the new world but like you know eating everything she's a zombie now so it, it, just like a casino man it's hilarious
0: yeah and again like
1: so um i i didn't expect
0: to bring up casino man in, in this conversation <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but uh so yeah but again like it had like, that Romeo and juliet theme that like that you didn't really see in these movies beforehand i want to get into what the movie's about and I, I never discussed because I'm, I'm guessing some people listening have not seen this movie because it's not as well known as some some of our other films. Um, maybe some people saw Return of the Dead 3 and clicked on it because they love the movie. Mm-hmm. But again, maybe some people are just, ho- hopefully we have followers, and again, like and comment on our videos, because again, we're, we're looking forward to seeing uh, more likes and comments. But uh, so, but the movie's about two teenagers that her, uh, the, the boy's father works in the military, and there's military experiments going on. They're, they're trying to build like a, um, a super army almost and they have these chemicals and the chemicals um, that were used on these uh, these military chemicals that were used on these patients and um, that turns the zombies so in the beginning they sneak into the dad's uh, into the military base to find out what's going on and they see the zombie c- come to life and they, uh, again the zombie comes to life and ends up killing people in, uh, w- w- while they're experimenting on it so, they drive off, and they're driving on the guy's motorcycle, and he crashes his motorcycle, and only other, like, the girl on the back who becomes a zombie, she ends up going headfirst into a telephone pole. The, the other, hereditary. That, yeah, that just reminds me of a hereditary <laughs> now. But I'm sure hereditary did not take from Return of the Dead Part 3. But um, So, now he goes back to the base, he opens up the, um, the barrel of chemicals, and has his girlfriend breathe it in to bring her back to life. Mm-hmm. So she comes back to life, and the whole movie is them trying to survive and um, her slowly turning into this monster. And uh, so again, like so,
1: but that's what's cool though that um, it it is like the story of the zombies and like uh, a lab where they're making an army. All that is going on in the background. Again, I didn't see the other ones. I don't know what 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 um what they're about, but I would imagine. They're about that, like the larger scale story of it all, right? Yes, like, but the,
0: the whole thing's about the, about the military, it, and, and that's just like that's I put awesome. my phone on
1: silent and now it's making noise. Sorry <laughs> about that, but um, but so. yeah, no, the fact that that all this stuff is going on in the background, that, um, but then they decided to focus the story on her only, and the story of, of these two um, lovers. Uh, I think that's really cool because then it it's like you get to focus, like I said. Um, whereas in other zombie movies, a bunch of zombies everywhere. This one we get to know one, so I like that. That's like one story, one singular story, and it would be cool if they made more stories like this. Like, um, like yeah, there's a zombie war going on in the background, but this movie is about this specific zombie and how her loved ones uh, deal deal with her. You know, try to try to bring her back, whatever, or or um, try to get her to to adapt or or you know, stay alive. So well, it's almost
0: was, like bringing a zombie film into, um, I guess, bringing a zombie film and putting it together with, like, a vampire film, because vampires all about love and lust and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, never, I never thought of that. Yeah, but, yeah. uh... Yeah, but, again, I the one thing I didn't like about this movie is that I think that the... Again, I don't think the acting is great. Again, like, yeah, but yeah. It, it's a low-budget movie. Um, I don't think it has great acting, but I'm okay with that. Like I said, like, that that didn't take much away from it, But like, to me.
1: Yeah, but, um... The, the two main people, I thought they, they acted well, like the, the girl, the boy.
0: Well, I've yeah. never seen him in anything else. The, yeah. the main girl, um, Melissa, uh, Melinda Clark, she was... Um, she's beautiful. Yeah, she she's gorgeous. Um, as Steve described her before, as a, a much better-looking Emma Stone. Yeah, for real. And she was in the OC, if, you, if you're around like in the early 2000s watching TV, she was on the OC. She was on, uh, for years and years, she was on CSI. I don't watch either of those shows but I know that she was on them. Um but and she was on them again as like not lead characters but, but reoccurring characters.
1: Yeah. And then focusing on this turn, this one makes it feel like an anthology that they could have kept going with. Uh, like how was the fourth one? Was it back to the the, the the larger scale story or did they focus on one again? Is this the only one where they focus on one zombie? I yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, like, so that's a, that's probably also why it has kind of a cult following why you why it's special to you, um it's just better when a movie focuses on, on, on two characters yeah. or one character, where they're, like, you know, a large-scale thing, so...
0: Well, the fourth and fifth one, again, I, I watched so little of them because it was, like, I couldn't even get through ten minutes and just, like, it's just so horribly made. <laughs> um, again, it's, it's like, it, it's, it's like, almost watching... I mentioned Silent Night, Blight Night before. um I, sorry, Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's almost like watching the sequels of those, like, watching Silent Night, Deadly Night, three, four, five... They just aren't good movies. Like, again, I I I own some of these movies. Like, I own Silent Night 4. The funny thing is I actually bought a VHS copy of Silent Night 4. And they sent me the copy, and, like, it had the Silent Night 4 case. And I opened it up, and Silent Night Delta night, 3 was in there. Yeah. But I did not give a shit,
1: because all those movies are the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the kills in this were pretty awesome, too. Yeah. Some very good kills in this.
0: That's what terrified me as a kid. Yeah. Like I said, like, the makeup effects, like, again, it it... They aren't like perfect, like I said, but they're they're, they're very. Some of them are very cheesy, mm-hmm. but again, they're cheesy in a br- gruesome way. And um, the thing that Steve didn't like about the movie, I actually liked a lot. I I, I liked the sewer scenes. I I, I liked. The, like I
1: like what went on in it, but uh, yeah. the background just got a little boring to me after a while. Like constantly just, but, but yeah. what happened in it, I do not mind.
0: Well, yeah. I I liked the character of of Riverman, so. Oh, the homeless guy that helps them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the worst actor, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I I, I like his character. <laughs> and, like, um, and he helps them fight all the other ones. And at, at the end, um, at the end scene where, uh, at the end they're back inside the military lab. And they're all locked up. And he's not locked up, the guy, but his girlfriend's locked up. And he sees the experiments that they're doing. And, then, like, they're chiseling stuff inside their heads. Yeah, and yeah, And he's like, wait, this is gonna happen to my girlfriend next? And he, uh, he kind of breaks them all loose, and they uh, they lock down the place. The military locks down the place, but Riverman um, he ends up opening up the gate, so those two can, can escape. Yeah. And, and I, obviously, it's a tragic ending. Look, look, like like we said, it's just like Romeo and Juliet. They uh, they the two of them put themselves inside a furnace and burned themselves to death because they realized that that was going to be their lives. He got bitten on the arm too, so he realized that he was going to turn into that as well. Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he was. But well, I, I think no matter what, he probably would have died with her anyway. Yeah. And those, uh, those Mexican villains. Oh man, they were they were good at getting under your skin. I, I hated them. And um, that, that was hilarious. All uh, the guy, um, he was turned on by by the girl's piercings and all the stuff that she did to herself. Yeah. And then he actually brings it to her to room like you crazy motherfucker. What do you yeah. think is gonna happen? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm into this type of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, he, he takes her to a room. Fucking, she rips his spine out. That was awesome. But I despise those guys. Um, uh, even though I like the River Man's act, that's his name, the riverman Man. Um, uh,
0: his, his name is Riverman. Riverman, River, Man. River Man, okay. yeah, yeah, even though I like his acting, I
1: still love the character. He's like, you know, great guy helping them. And one of the the the, the thugs just kept like beating him and like shooting him. It was pissing me off. So then when. Again, like, they made, like, the zombie, like, the main one, like, kind of like a hero. When when she gives him his, his comeuppance, like, gets revenge for what she was doing. He was doing the river, man, Like, it feels so good. I forgot what she did to him. She, like, stabbed him in the face. No, like, oh, no. She ripped his his jaw uh, out. No,
0: she, she, she like, pulls his lip out. Or yeah,
1: like, yeah. So really, that looked really good, too. Yeah, that yeah. looked real. So, like, that was, like, a, uh, you know, cheering on moment. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. So, I would, like, uh uh people that that listen to the pod, uh, podcast with the show before not I'm not really a big zombie guy, but I'm down for more zombie movies where where one zombie is the main character instead of um, the whole army and where they focus on one because that's what makes this movie so cool yeah so I like a really cool like she should be like a horror icon like um does she have a name like as a zombie form or does she just has a real name
0: no i'm 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 sure uh I'm sure you find the they only they, they have something called Carman
1: yeah who's like she belongs movie. in this picture with all the Greeks. She's an awesome character.
0: Yeah, she's cool. I just, again, like, I don't know how many people would put her up there. Yeah. So again, but they have Tar Man who might be up there. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's Tar Man right there. No way. This is Tarman right here. And he is the, uh, he's one of the main zombies in the first two. Oh, the first two? Okay. Again. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah.
0: she's she's iconic. She's really cool. I like her a lot. Yeah, again, a good character. And again, like, uh... I feel as though this is just like one of those movies. I was watching a movie the other day. What, what was I watching? I was watching some like low budget. I was watching um, I no he was watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre two the other day. So I was watching an interview about Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, which is a great movie too. And we yeah, and, and we, so we want to do it. and we want to do a show on that too. But um, but yeah, yeah, but there's um, they were saying that they were. No, I was watching an interview on the *Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4* with McConaughey, mm-hmm. and McConaughey was saying that he just got the role the last second because they were asking he was to, he was signing on to a role for like two seconds in the movie, and they were like, "Oh, well, we're looking for someone for this character too. Uh, do you have any friends that want to do it?" And He gave a couple of friends, and he was getting ready to drive off because he was going to California to begin his, act, his big acting career, but like he was still in Texas at the time. So we, right when he got in his car, he's like, "I got off." He's like, "You know what?" I want to do this role of, of Gilmer. Yeah. So he got back out and he auditioned right there and he got the role. But, yeah. um, but he was saying, him and Renee Zellweger and them were saying, just like movies like this, they were so low budget and with just people trying to come up and like become big actors at the time, yeah. just like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, that, that they were doing all their own stunts and it was like a dangerous set. And again, so that, that, that's like the type of movies that, that these were. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's cool too. I appreciate stuff like that. But yeah, you know, it's it, getting it, hands on.
0: It's almost like if you want to compare it to sports, it's like, it's like watching a college sport. You might not love college sports, but you appreciate how much they're doing because they're giving their sweat and blood for something in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because they know that they don't have as as big of an audience too, so they're kind of like being counted out already. Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the director of this movie, uh, Brian Brian Yezna or Yuzna.
0: He also directed um other horror films. So he did The Dentist One and Two with Corbin Burnson. If you don't know Corbin Burnson, he plays uh uh Dorn in the Major League movies, the third baseman, who who is uh he uh, pretty funny. But so he did the dentist one and two. He also did re Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator. So he he's been in a horror yes, yes. Yeah, the horror field. Well, but the thing is this movie was not released, um, I said worldwide. It was just released release in um it was a limited release. And I think that's because it's said TriStar, and TriStar is one of those is one of those uh, movie companies that mainly focused on horror, kind of like Full Moon Pictures, or uh, even now with uh, or Dimension Films, w- which was attached to uh, New Line Cinemas at some point too. All these things like you aren't going to see like a Dimension Films or a or a Full Moon Pictures or a TriStar picture movie being nominated for awards and stuff like that. It's mainly cheesy horror. That that, that dimension isn't really cheesy horror. That was more like faculty and screaming and stuff like that. But they, again, like, those are all, uh, those movies aren't like MGM or Universal Pictures. These are all movies that, uh, companies that mainly focus on horror and made a living off of those. Like, New Line Cinemas is known as, even though it does other things, it's known as the house that Freddy built.
1: Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're completely there for those movies, I, I like that there's studios like that, and there's still studios like that to this day, and I like um, like the idea that there's even a streaming company that's only horror movies like Shudder, like I don't use it, but I hear there's a bunch of Shudder original movies, and I imagine those are like really low budget, and they just pump them out fast, and you know, you don't need like a whole focus group and research, you just, oh, we'll make a horror movie about this, cool, so I feel like that way you get more ideas out, they take more risks, instead of everything being like something that you they plan out, and, like, oh, let's make sure there's an audience for this, no, they take a risk, and they just pump out these movies, lower budget, but, you know, we get more movies out of that, so... I'll always appreciate the smaller studios for
0: that. Well, I think the good thing about that is, like you said, the main thing is taking a risk. Like, again, like with these movies going to theater. I go to theater sometimes, and everything in there is either a sequel or a Marvel movie. Like <laughs> I said... The, or a remake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and or a remake. And you go to, uh... You go to this, and what Steve was just saying, and these shutter films and stuff like that, you're gonna see things on there like uh, that you'll never see. And like that, the, they had the movie Teeth about the girls vagina that that, that, that had teeth in them. And then they had uh, what else? <laughs> they had um yeah, like a big studio's yeah, not gonna take a chance yeah. on that. Like you're not gonna see that in theaters. You're not gonna see movies like that in theaters. And they have other like, like I I guess like we like they just came out in the movie Cocaine Bear, and I haven't seen it. I have no. I have no interest in it, but again, like, I'm shocked that that movie made in theaters. Yeah, I'm, um, I like
1: it. Yeah, yeah you know, yep. I'm happy it did. Like, I'm not going to watch it, but get, yeah. keep, keep coming up with those ideas. Huh? But that's
0: just like this, like, again, <laughs> like yeah, but like, um, I think Nicolas Cage did a movie called uh, Willie's Wonderland or something like that, where he's in like a Chuck E. Cheese and these things are coming to life. They're like p- p- possessed by like a killer, like yeah. this giant mechanical things trying to kill him. Oh, that's pretty good. Too. Yeah, that, that, that movie is pretty good. But like again you don't see movies like this in theaters yeah so again so it it, i i like how shutter come because you know what there might be 20 of these movies that come out and three of them are good and 17 Mm -hmm. of them suck but sometimes you need to get to the shit to get to the good stuff to get to the shit to get to the gold you know
1: yeah but But, uh, i want to stick with my um like the idea of these being anthologies i think um either somebody should do that now or return living dead could Be like because I also got a Tales from the Crypt vibe, which, uh, if you guys know, we have a, a show Tales from the Crypt versus the Twilight Zone, which is great. Check that out when you can, but, um, that's the vibe I got. Like, um, again, um, Tales from the Crypt focuses on one character, one story. Um, there could be something going on in the background, bigger, whatever, but our story is about this and this and that person, so yeah, even a spin off of this would be cool, like more of her or just um. More another love story, like making making Return of the Living Dead love stories, but I just want more singular focused stories like this. When it comes to uh, movies that that usually like just are about like a big epic war and stuff like, uh, it's cool that war in the background that makes for a nice backstory, but the real character focused stuff like this is what what people remember. I, that, that, you probably remember this so much because of the girl. How, I, yeah, like most yeah, more than anything. I, they, I remember
0: because again, I remember because of the cover. I'm gonna hold up. I'm gonna bring it a little closer for yeah. a second. but like.
1: Look she's, at that cover, yeah. Like you she's see She looks
0: at, like, there. She puts pins in her hand. She puts glass, she, uh, shards of glass all over her, like, and stabs it inside her. She make, makes, like, a skin necklace that goes in and out, out, out of her neck. If and, anything,
1: um, the Return of the Living Dead name held the movie back. Because yeah, uh, this could have been like, just a cool, no, normal story, like, just about her. Like, if this was named, like, Love Zombie or something, you know, anything that lets people yeah. know this is a love story. I think this would have had a bigger cult following, but it's just, it got lost in the in the sequels. Oh, and part three, of that, that turned some people off.
0: Well, again, admit, maybe because of part two, because again, like I said, I was not a big fan of part two because it was a, very humorous. It was it was almost like watching a scary movie and like, <laughs> and like, I didn't like it. My, I, I, I know my brother loves Return of the Dead part two and I was just never into it. And, um, I haven't seen it in a while, so i just rewatched it again. I got through about 70% of them. Like I can't, I couldn't even finish it. It like, sucks. And like um, again, so this is that's what again. One yeah, of this one plays a I little more movie. straight. It's
1: not that humor. Well, it, there's
0: not really humor in this movie at all. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. said, like you, you have uh, you have asshole gang members that add a little comedy to it. But other yeah. than that, like it's it's pure horror. Um, and the, the movie opens with the the first zombie that you see that they're doing experiments on. You actually at Steve point that he looks all skin and frail and all this stuff because uh, he looks all skinny and frail and beat up because. The guy's actually a homeless guy. And I actually heard like in real life like the guy's a homeless guy. And they were just about to start filming and the guys started demanding that he gets uh, limousine service to, to, to the set and that he uh, gets paid more. And I guess they just gave it to him. But um, because they, they already, <laughs> they're already that full they probably have had all the makeup on him. they already like up to that point. Yeah, we need a real homeless guy. We can't lose him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but they also said that they set the guy up in a hotel. Because again, they they were nervous because uh, not to do the right thing. They were just nervous that if they didn't do that, it would be hard to find him. <laughs> so, yeah, yep, so they set him up in a hotel so he'd be there the whole this, time. Just for that one night, yeah. But yep. you know? um, yeah, but again, like that, that main main reason why I like this film is again, I two reasons that, that like Steve pointed out the Romeo and Juliet theme, and again something I hadn't seen before in these movies. I think that's what caught my attention at, as a kid. And also because I couldn't take my eyes off the makeup effects because, again, like, although they're cheesy, they or, were very or her, disgusting. Or her breasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know... About, they show a lot in this. I don't know about <laughs> eight years old if I was looking into that. But oh. Yeah, yeah, But, like, uh, maybe. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but, no, she definitely, again, just like a lot of the movies in the early 80s, uh, late, in, in the 80s and early 90s, they were not afraid to, uh, show breasts. And, again, it wasn't even, like, a quick shot. Like in the beginning, she was on the bed with him, and she was just like a few minutes shot of her line there, just But little I But, um, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also noticed, uh, this movie reminded me for a second of, uh, I Know We Did Last Summer, just because th- there's a poster in it on his wall that says L7, and they had the song, because I, I know the band L7, because I Know We Did it Last Summer, they had the song, the song it, they say The Summer of Love, and, again, so that just made me think of that for a second. I feel oh, so yeah. at the end, too, inside the, inside the uh, military base, they show that, like, again, the woman working there and the guy working there, mm-hmm. that they just didn't see these things as human and they just didn't care. Yeah. And they're just like, oh. Yeah, they, they, they,
1: they made the humans the, the future, bad guys. Like, these are our weapons. Yeah, how they I, treated I, the a river man,
0: yep. Yeah, but I think that's what, like, I think a lot of those, uh, may, maybe they don't put it out there, like, as, as straightforward, but a lot of those, uh, Zombie movies tend to do that. It's like it's not like the zombies' fault. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah, it's the humans, humans that messed themselves. up and and they did this.
1: Yep. So and, and then also really cool. Um, we were talking about Texas Chainsaw Asker Two before, and I was saying I love this about Toby Hooper. He did this with the first one also. How the movie just Toby uh,
0: Hooper directed the second one too, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I'll say my favorite part about Texas Chainsaw Two is is how it just abruptly ends. Like um, when she starts like doing the celebration dance, or whatever, with the chainsaw. I was like, All right, if you could just end here. That'd be perfect. And, uh, it does. The credits roll and, like, I uh, just boom. It's like, what the hell did I just see? This yeah. also didn't waste any time uh, with, like, uh, what happened after or, like, another setting. They kill themselves. It's tragic and romantic. And it ends, like, a nice tragedy, like Romeo and Juliet. So, yep. it ended at a perfect time, too. It's a really good-paced movie. It you know, comes and goes. You know, it doesn't stay long when it has to. It's also not too short. So,
0: And once again, at some point in the yeah. future, probably near future, me and Steve want to do a... Uh... We want to do a show on um, Texas Chainsaw 2, and again, we both. Have, I'm not going to go any further into the, then uh, this into it. We'd rather do it on that than the first one because we both like that film more. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's a better horror film, but we both like it more. Um, so I, mean, yeah. I, I know that's an unpopular opinion because again, like I think they're both two completely different movies. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, like I, I think the first one's more terrifying. But the second one's more entertaining as like a film itself. Um, but again, uh, I don't have much more to add about this film. Yeah, entertaining, I mean, really entertaining. Yeah. And I
1: just you know, like I can see why you would like this also as a kid too. This yeah. definitely really, really cool. And like I said, I really like it as an adult, more. like I said, like, I I did like if
0: I had a choice to turn this on or the majority of zombie movies, I'd choose this. Um mm-hmm. I had all the Return of the Living Dead movies, I certainly choose this. Um I do think obviously Night Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead are better movies. Um, but I, I think Day of the Dead brought it into, like, I think Day of the Dead was, it's funny, Day of the Dead and Return of the Living Dead both came out at the same time in 1985. I think Day of the Dead came out, which Day of the Dead is forever the Living Dead trilogy, it, it was a trilogy, because until like 2000 or whatever, 2002, three whatever, there were only three movies. Mm. So it was Night, Dawn, and Day. And Day of the Dead came out in 85, a month before Return of the Living Dead. And Return of the Living Dead actually did better in theaters than Day of the Dead. Oh, wow. Which is crazy because they had all the, uh, they had George Romero attached to it. So, but, um, yeah. So, again, um, we're looking forward to do, uh, our next episode. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw out what our next episode is going to be. We're going to be doing a, uh, a back-to-back, um, Episode a, a double episode, mm. kind of like a Use Your Illusions Guns N' Roses double disc album. <laughs> we're we're going to be doing a double episode together. Double with, feature. Double feature with uh, a little um, Rob Zombie with House of a 1000 Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Again, they also came out with um, Three From Hell later on, which was not a good movie, so we're not going to be going that. We'll be, maybe talk about it briefly. But again, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were talking about doing House of a 1000. It's was was turning like, 20. Yeah, yeah it's turning 20. And I was also saying that, uh, I think Devil's Rejects is actually a better movie than House of a Thousand Corpses. And I think, uh, course, we I'll talk about next time, Rob Zombie believes the same. But I still like House of Thousand Corpses. That's, to me, we're just talking about Texas Chains of Massacre. It's kind of like a modern-day Texas Chains of Massacre. So, uh, we'll go into that next time. And yeah, we love Rob
1: Zombie, so, yeah.
0: you know, we're there for that. Yeah, I, I love Rob Zombie. I don't understand the hate that he gets this sometimes. Yeah. And, I, I, again, Makes I don't understand sense. the hate that Sherry Moon gets. But, uh... So yeah, but thanks guys.